1: Move over to the Viper position, Ryan. Isaiah Foskey obviously departs as the Notre Dame's all-time sack leader, had 14 tackles for loss this season, 11 sacks, a one forced fumble, takes with him 26 and a half career sacks and seven career forced fumbles. Not surprised that he left, Ryan, although you and I would have probably sat here and made a, a – a, a, we'd have had a debate about whether or not he should or shouldn't have come back. I, I think you could have made a case that he should have, but he didn't. He is off to the NFL and now Notre Dame has a big glaring hole at the Viper position. And it's going to be very interesting to see who comes back. So I think the first guy we're going to talk about when you talk about replacing Isaiah Foskey is a guy that has his own NFL decision and that's Mm -hmm. Justin Ademiola. So we'll kind of, we'll kind of have a stay or go conversation about Justin first Mm -hmm. then we'll talk about filling out the Viper need sort of second, because I think those two things tie together, Ryan. The first thing's first is Justin Ademiola does have a decision to make, right? Does he come back for a sixth season, or does he go pro and take the best chance? And I think the first question that you'll ask is, okay, can coming back improve his draft stock? I'm going to make a case, Ryan. You tell me if I'm right or wrong. Sure. Justin is not going to come back and be a significantly better better athlete or rangier athlete or anything like that so he's not going to improve his draft stock there however part of a draft stock in my view again I'm asking my draft guy if I'm right or wrong is you got to show you can be the guy and Justin has shown he can be a Swiss army knife that can literally play all over the field including lining up at Mike linebacker times Mm -hmm. but I think him coming back if that if that's the route Notre Dame goes I think being a first and second down Viper showing you can be an edge player and be an impact player and then produce at a higher level, that's the opportunity to me that would make a lot of sense. And then that takes some of the burden off of Josh Burnham having to be the guy or Aiden Gobier to be the guy or takes the burden off of going out and getting a transfer portal guy right? and having to see what he can do and how he can transition. To me, the best victory they could have at Viper this offseason other than – you know, somehow convincing Keon Keeley to come, which is not happening is, is to convince Justin Adamola to come back and be bought in. Now for Justin, it's okay. Do I want to go through a six year? Like he's always been with his brother. Mm-hmm. I think there's an, I think there's two appealing aspects to this. Number one is I do think him proving he can be three, sorry, three aspects. One for me, well, first of all, Ryan, the production part, I asked you a question and then rant, talked right through you. So nice. sorry, the part about, you know, I think showing he could be an every down guy and showing he can produce at a higher level, I think is where Justin could see his draft stock raise. Is that right oh. or wrong way of looking at it?
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
3: I, no, it, it's very right because, I mean, what, what stats do do for you, Brian, in the box score production is it grabs attention, right? Like a scout's going to look through that and be like, oh, Justin Amelow had nine sacks for Notre Dame this year. Like probably need to give him a look, right? And then from there, it's how does he get to that production? You know, for guys like Isaiah Foskey, it's easy to see, right? Because he's 6'5", 260 with long arms, length for days, and athleticism. Like that's easy. With Justin, it's going to be a little bit different, right? Because he's 6'2", 250-something, somewhere in that ballpark. Not the longest guy, not the most explosive guy. But what Justin does have is he has nuance to his game, which is really interesting, right? He's got hands that are among the best on the team. He understands how to attack leverage. He understands how to soften angles. He understands those things. So the more production you have, then teams are going to look at and say, well, how did you get that production? Well, you got to that reduction because you have a nuance to your game. You have a pass rush plan. You have good hands. And those things, if he has them, is a sticking points, right? For To make an NFL roster, you need a sticking point. A lot of guys, pass rushers especially, they stick because they have these crazy traits that you're going to be like, I can develop that, right? For a guy like Justin Amalola, he's a more known commodity, right? He's got a higher floor player that maybe isn't at the highest ceiling of all time, But the floor and the sticking point is based upon the ability to win with his understanding of how to play the position. So that will help him stick no matter what. But in order to really grab people's attention for a guy that maybe doesn't have the greatest traits in the world, it's going to be can you produce, right? Can you make the most out of out of opportunities? And I think that that is a big opportunity to come back yeah
1: that's my about. point it's like he has shown he can be a swiss army knife you can line him up yes. at big end and viper you can line him up over this over the guards and he can win you can line him up with mike linebacker and he can do some things he can drop and cover a wheel route he's shown he can do all those things what he has not shown and what i think he really needs to show if he because here's the difference between being drafted in the seventh round or being a really high priority camp invite or maybe a guy that can sneak into early day three is is to say which is a you know you've got a much better shot at making a roster spot you have a much better you know you're clearly valued is you show the swiss army knife part come back to notre dame and show that you can be the guy and and be a guy that produces seven eight nine sacks next year and and the other the second part of it too is they're gonna they're looking for leadership next year they will be and you talk about what you know jason was a leader of this team uh foskey was a captain. You've got other guys that were considered leaders, but I think Justin is one of those kids who has an opportunity to kind of step into that that leadership role because he and Jason have very different personalities in that regard. Jason is a very intense, fiery, competitive guy, and Justin is more of the thoughtful. Like Justin's a pretty intense guy, in his motor and work ethic. I'm talking kind of verbally, and you know, from you know, you talk to different sources on the program. It was always Justin calming Jason down because Jason just had that that intensity. Justin to me has more of the captain type of personality to me. Mm-hmm. And then the third part of this is they are very close brothers. They've been together their whole careers. I do think there's some benefit to Justin kind of showing, Hey, J- Jason's gone. I'm not a twin. I'm not part of the twins anymore. I'm always the twin, but I'm now the Adam Eola that's here. I'm the one right. that I'm the captain. I'm the guy that can can be the leader of this team. I'm the one that can kind of be the bridge between the present and the future and and provide all that. So I think all of those things factor into why I think he should come back for a sixth year. I I, I do believe from talking to sources that Notre Dame definitely wants him back for a sixth year. Mm -hmm. He's just got to make the decision whether or not he wants to come back. The drawbacks to the the only drawback to me to coming back is risk of injury. But you could get injured at the pro day. And then you're really screwed. I mean, that's happened how many times? You know what I mean? Wow. So, yeah. Uh, I think he should come back. I think, and I and I think if he does, I think that's a huge boost for the Notre Dame defense, of course. But oh. I also think it's good for him as well. I really do. I did. Yeah, I mean, because
3: I understand that he's always been with his brother. Thing, like I get that. But going to the next level, your your odds of staying together are right. very slim, right? Like it's yep. it's most likely not going to happen. So I think that separation is scary and I totally get it, you know, for a a person that has twins on both sides of my family. Like I completely understand it, but I think that Justin can get a lot out of it, Brian, because to your point, he has a floor, right? Like next year, he's not going to get more athletic. He's not going to get longer. Like those things aren't going to happen, but in order to really raise his stock and to be that guy, the production is needed. Like it is, right? It's it's easy to look past the player if they don't have a ton of production. It is. So I think that it will provide a bunch of leadership. We've talked a lot about a couple of the young Vipers on the team that we're excited about. But Justin's a much more known commodity, which will help. And not only help just from a short-term perspective, from a production perspective, but it also help Joshua Burnham, Aiden Gobira, to continue to learn from someone like Justin Amalola, who's been here now for it would be his sixth season, and he's been through the ringer. He's been on really good teams. He's had the struggles. He's had the triumphs. He's had all everything in between of being a part-time player and now being the starter and now being the guy and being a key rotational player. He can provide a lot for just the young defensive ends in his own room on top of being a leader on the defense potentially.
1: Sorry about that, Ryan. I kept hearing like, this weird buzzing noise, uh-huh. and I kept thinking, like, what's – it's like something in my ear – I took it out and it was it was uh I won't say her name because she'll wake up but it was R I T A. It's just snoring like a buzzsaw right now over there because <laughs> it's, it's um snowing and and they're they're kind of having a rough day today so I decided to leave the door open so they could come down so Sadie's sleeping over here on the cat on the little dog bed but the other one is laying on the floor it's just snoring her head off so I didn't know I thought that I was like, getting some feedback in the mic because I'm like it's like. Zzzz. I,
3: th- I thought you were a beekeeper for a second you yeah. get
1: some hides down there <laughs> no it's the other one so viper let's talk yes. about the rest of viper mm-hmm. so if he comes back i think things fall into place jordan pithel becomes a rotational guy uh, a niche guy to me and then you you one of then you just need one of josh burnham or Naden go buyer to really step up in my opinion uh, and we're going to focus on kind of what's on the roster now. We'll talk about potentially getting a transfer guy next. But I think that would be an ideal thing. The thing about Jordan Patejo is I just don't know if Jordan Patejo is an every down player. Mm-hmm. And 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 I, I, I just, I don't know if he has the discipline as a player to be an every down guy. And he was also v- pretty inconsistent this year. There were times he looked really good. And at times he was incredibly blockable. Mm-hmm. And, and you just don't know what you're going to get from him on a week-to-week basis. And I think that's something that still, for me, is concerning for me. Is just that trust factor there for me is not there. And so J- Justin coming back to me does help because now you can use Jordan in, in more of that niche role where I think he thrives, and then you don't have to have Josh Burnham become a 40-snap-a-game guy unless he earns it. Right. You know, and so I think it does take some of that burden off the younger players if Justin comes back. If he doesn't come back, Ryan, then Viper becomes a much different conversation. And people ask what Viper is. Viper is the weak side defensive end in their name's defense. It's what they call that position. If Justin Adamula does come back, all of a sudden this position gets thrown in flux, in my opinion. You'll have yeah. Botelho potentially battling for a starting job. I could see Junior Tua Alamaca. Playing more there as he did late in the year, I don't love him there. Uh, mm-hmm. To be honest with you, I don't think it's his best position, but it's kind of out of necessity to get more bodies there. You and then of course you would have the other freshmen, Josh Burnham and Jordan Patejo. I mean, um, Aiden Gobira. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I still feel like Aiden is a year away, but it's it's hard for me to say that without seeing what his next six to eight months looks like in the weight room. He may be one of those kids that just one off season, one full off season, and he blows up. Because he, he didn't show up till he was a summer kid. He was not an early enrollee, correct? Aiden yes. was, I believe, a summer uh, guy. So he didn't get the whole last winter. He may be a guy that just uh, the winter just blows him up. I mean, he may be. I can only go off of where he is now. He's twitchy. Sure. He's long. He's got really impressive natural strength. But he's thin. And he's not mm-hmm. really necessarily ready to be a 20 to 30 snap game guy today. That may change by next year, but we can only go off what of today. Burnham, I think, when you look at him, is, is much closer to that, in my opinion, physically. For him, it's just learning how to play the position. He was right. a quarterback middle linebacker. He's learning how to use his hands, and I think that's another area where Justin Adam Mueller could have a big impact on this football team. I, I could be wrong about this, but Justin strikes me as the kind of guy that isn't just ai am going to go do my thing kind of guy. He mm-hmm. strikes me as someone who's going to also coach up the younger kids. Especially if, if you're gonna allow him to play one position more than he has the last few years mm-hmm. as a Viper, is he could be a guy that could 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 as Al Washington or Al Golden's talking to somebody else, he could be back there with Aiden Gobira with Josh Burnham talking about the different things because he's a very as you mentioned, he is a very technically skilled player, Justin Adam mm-hmm. is. Yeah. And so I think that's an area where he could have a big impact, not just on what he does but some of the production that happens when he's lined up somewhere else or off the field could have a direct impact, could be directly impacted by his, his leadership and what he can kind of give to those younger players. I think that's another area where Justin Adam Milka could have a huge impact because if whether a combination of Al Golden, Al Washington and Justin Adam I don't care what the combination is, but if y'all can figure out a way to get Josh Burnham ready to kind of slide into that year two Isaiah Foskey role. Cause remember Isaiah Foskey redshirted as a freshman played like a, couple, like played a couple games, right? You know, it's a red shirt. Then he comes out as a second year player and he's a rotational guy behind Dalen Hayes and Adi Takumba Ogandiji, has four and a half sacks, shows some twitchiness, blocks a punt. And you're like, hey, this kid's got a chance to be special. Then in year three, he, bam, he blows up. I could see Josh Burnham being on a very similar trajectory. Mm -hmm. I don't think it'd be good for Josh Burnham to be the guy in year two at a position he's never played until this season. I think having that bridge, and that's what I meant by the bridge for Justin Ademiel could be the bridge between the present and the future. And then next year, if you're – like, here's what I predict. Justin Ademiel comes back and adopts a leadership role in, in the standpoint of it's not just about me and what I can do, but also what I can do for the kids around me. Sure. You're going to hear this story in 2024. Josh Burnham breaks out, and he's, he's this kid who's just blowing up and having sex, or Aiden Gobira, one of those two kids, or maybe both blow up and they're killing it or one of them's killing it just and what you're going to hear in press conferences is yeah I learned so much playing with Justin last year he had a big impact on who I am and we've heard that before Isaiah Foskey would say things like that about Dalen and Adi and those those guys right and that's another way that true leaders leave their mark on a program is it's not it's like look your impact doesn't end when the great ones their impact doesn't end when they leave their impact carries over. And then Josh Burnham in a couple of years becomes that veteran that's teaching guys, those type of things. And, and, and then who did he learn that from? And then right. it, that's how, that's how you true have a true lasting impact. I think that's what Justin could do because I do believe Josh Burnham has a chance to be special. I think Aiden Goldbira mm-hmm. has a chance to be a really good player. If he really takes the weight room, I could see them kind of both playing at the same time mm-hmm. in a little bit of a different type of four down look but the thing about Josh Burnham is he brings so much, you can line him up all over the field because he is a linebacker. He does run like a linebacker. He does move like a linebacker, Brian, is now you can do some different stuff with him where now at times you can have him and Justin on the field together.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And now Justin can do what Foskey did. And then jo- Josh can take over sort of that that you know Swiss Army knife role that Justin had on third down. You know what I mean? And so I think that's where – but you lose that ability if Justin leaves. Sure. And that, and then you kind of got to force feed those guys into those roles. And that's ideally not where you want to be. And that's when you're almost to the position, Ryan, where you're forced to say, okay, we've got to go get a portal guy.
3: Right. Right. No, I mean, it's a great point. I mean, look, I am as excited about Joshua Burnham and Aiden Cabira's future as probably anybody in, in Notre Dame lands in here. Right. But I mean, you're, you're not wrong, Brian, like that's a position where, some guys just aren't ready as sophomores, and it's not bad. I mean, especially again, Joshua Burnham was playing linebacker last sp- like spring for the most part, right? Like he was, ju- you know, kind of developing and continuing to see his body grow, and then he makes that switch. And you look at guys that are incredibly talented, but the nuance of that position is something that we don't talk about enough, right? Like I feel like we talk so much about, you know, the length, which for good reason, right? The athleticism for good reason. You're not lacking in talent in that room, right? If Justin Amalillo doesn't come back, you have Jordan Botelho, Joshua Burnham, and Aiden Gobira, who are all different players, but they're all incredibly talented in their own ways, right? Like, uh, Jordan Botelho is incredibly explosive. Joshua Burnham is long, explosive, and can change direction. Aiden Gobira is super long and twitched up, like. All three of those guys have traits where you look at and say, like, that could be a dude if things kind of strike well. But the nuance of the position is something that we don't give enough credit to. The plan of attack, the hand usage, the nuance in that regard could go a long way. Because, I mean, I mentioned it already, and you just mentioned it again, and I don't want to harp on it too much, but Justin just it, just Joshua Burnham watching a Justin Adam Malola in front of him. And then picking his brain on why he does a certain thing he does, that's invaluable. And it's stuff that we don't talk about enough, but truly is like it's something to, to work from. And I think that he's the perfect player also to come back to Brian, because it's like it so if let's say one of those guys is working with Isaiah Foski, for instance, this year, right? Isaiah is incredibly explosive, incredibly talented. We we don't have to talk much about him, right? Length. He's not incredibly nuanced football player, though, from a technical perspective, right? Watching him is not going to make Joshua Burnham 6'5", 260 with vines. Like, that's not going to make it there. But him watching Justin Adamolola will help with his hand usage, will help him understand how to, how to you know, do the certain things he's doing. Like, that's, that's where you are now.
1: He may get there. I mean, he's got uh, the vines. Know, the point know. is, is what Isaiah could teach him is, hey, man, here's how you just come off and say, I'm better than the dude. Right. But at the end of the day, that's also why Isaiah wasn't as consistently impactful this season is because he 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 didn't have that repertoire of different things. And I think if you could take a guy that has that skill set and teach him like if you could take a kid that's as twitchy as Josh Burnham and give him the nuance that Justin Adamiola brings to the table, that's a phenomenal football player. And if if Josh Burnham and Aiden Byra are the kids that I believe they are and have been told they are. They're going to be sponges with the Justin yes. Adamiola. They're going to yep. want that from him. And so uh, they're very, I think, very coachable kids. And so I think that's where he can have a huge impact, in my opinion. Huge, huge okay. impact. But again, if he's gone, then all of a sudden the, the Viper position is – it's a boomer – it could be a boomer bus position. Yes. You know, and that's the concern because if you, there's the risk of it busting and now you've got to take a guy out of the mic competition that should be in the mic. And with all due respect to J.D. Bertrand and Maris Leifau and Jack Kaiser, none of those guys should say, should feel, should go into this bowl game, much less the offseason. Like, yeah, I got my spot. None of them, mm-hmm. including J.D., who I thought was the best of all three of them. Mm-hmm. You want to have Junior there in that battle at Mike Linebacker. But you almost are forced to put him a viper as part of that conversation if you don't. Here's the wild card for me, Ryan. Mm-hmm. You and I spent a lot of time this offseason talking about Maris Lufow. And all of our sources talked about how good this kid is going to be and how dynamic he is. And anyone that's seen that kid in person knows he's really long and he's incredibly athletic. Yep. But the thing you have to come to grips with now, and this is what we're doing, He just has not shown the instincts to be a linebacker in a read-and-react defense. Mm -hmm. He is a you-go-here kind of guy, and that's what he is. Mm -hmm. I just don't know if you can say, well, let's just see if the light goes on in year five. You almost have to think, if Justin Ademiola leaves, do you look at him? Like, to me, Maris Lewefowl needs to have one of two roles. If Justin comes back, then Maris basically needs to be the new Bo Bauer means you're Mm -hmm. a special teams warrior and you're a third down pass rusher. That's what Bo Bauer's role was at Notre Dame. If Justin doesn't come back, then I would argue you need to have him as a, in that third, in that Bo Bauer role, but also a guy that in downs one and two could maybe line up and be more of an edge player and more of a kind of a three, three, five kind of thing, Mm -hmm. but you're more just bringing him off the edge. That's when he was most effective in the games where he struggled. When he did have those good moments, it was when he just came up and lined off the edge. He's not an ideal every down edge. He's not strong enough, powerful enough, or whatever, to play that every down. But I think there can be a role for him. So I think yeah. how he is used next year is going to be very telling, unless the light bulb goes off. I mean, that's the other thing too, right? The light bulb could go on, and Maris could could be the guy we always thought he could be. But I can't assume that's going to be the case after four seasons. At Notre Dame. I mean, he missed last year, but there's three other seasons where he should have been a little bit more instinctive than he is. And you just have to start asking yourself, maybe he's just not, you know? And so you have to plan for, you have to plan for the worst, hope for the best. You have to plan for that light not going on. And then who steps into that role if it doesn't at at will. But then also you can't just say, okay, Marist, you're not playing will. You're, you know, sorry. He's Mm -hmm. too twitchy, too athletic and too like physical, to not have a role. And that's why I say that Bo Bauer role, which was a very underrated role the last few years. And, you know, you didn't really think about it, but the first time I thought about man, I wish we would have had Bo Bauer in that third down situation was against USC as you're watching Caleb Williams run around. Yeah. I would have liked seeing Bo Bauer maybe chasing him a little bit in some of those situations. So that's, that's something that you have to think about too when you look at, is there a niche role for him? Because I think that's what Marist has to be based on what we saw this year. He's gotta be a niche guy, not an every down guy. And a niche guy is being told what to do. And that's what, where Maris has thrived is when he's just being told what line up and do that.
4: Another day is here and you're
0: ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals.
3: Yeah, it's I mean it's unfortunate that we are where we are, right? But I mean, I agree with you, Brian. Like it's it's he's too volatile of a player to depend on him from a snap to snap basis like he is. I mean, it's the same it's kind of a similar thing to Jordan Patelho for different reasons, right? Like you you love the peaks, you love the athleticism, you love the talent, but he he's not trustworthy at the moment. So, having a simplified specific role for a player like that I think it makes a ton of sense because I, I want people to understand this, right? Because I've seen this a lot in the chat over the last few weeks is like, I would just, you know, take Maris off scholarship, never plays again. No, that's not what we're doing, folks. Maris Leifel is much too talented not to play. He's much it. too
1: athletic. I think it's yes. is, is the word we need to start using more for him. Yes. Because I don't think he's shown a lot of football talent at this point in time. He's shown a mm. lot of athleticism. Sure. sure. And that's – to me, that's different. Like that, yep. like that's different to me. Talent to me shows some sort of football talent, and he just hasn't shown that, in my opinion.
3: It, 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 I would like to think that a good defense coordinator, who I s- still think Al Golden is right, a good defensive staff, which I think Notre Dame has a lot of smart defensive guys on the staff, should be able to look at Marislofau and his athleticism that he has, and say, "You might not be this, but I can. But you can do that." Right? You can do these little things that can help our team win, whether that is as a designated pass rusher, whether that is as a mush-rush linebacker on th- obvious third-down situations, whether that is as a on-ball specific player, whether that is as a delayed blitz like whatever the role is, I think that he does have that talent, and I do think that he can give you some reps on the edge at times. I agree. He's not a full – Edge. I mean, he's six two, two hundred and thirty six two and some change and two hundred and thirty five pounds. And like he's not just not a big player, but he is long, he is explosive. And I do think that there is a role for him. It's just about maximizing and being and being understanding and say, what can he do for me? Not what can't he do for me. We we understand right. at this
1: point what he probably can't do, but there's still things that he can do, which can be valuable. But it does leave you in a situation where you've got to find some answers. If Justin, because if you lose Isaiah and Justin, it really puts you in a bind there. If Justin comes back, I start feeling a lot better about what this defensive line is going to look like next year. I do. Will it be great? No. Will it be a high motor group? Yes. Will it have an impact player like it's had in recent seasons? Probably not, which is a little bit concerning, you know, unless somebody kind of breaks out. You know, Riley Mills finally has that breakout, which he hasn't done yet. I thought Riley was solid this year. I did. I think he gets beat up uh, on too much by fans for some reason, but he was a solid player this year. But I do think he, you know, you won't have that guy, but I think you might have a chance to be a little bit better and consistent across the board is what I think we could see. And then your stars are on the second and third level, potentially, Mm
4: -hmm. of this
1: defense. So, um, yeah. So, anyway, I think those are the things that, to me, I, I look at it. and Mm -hmm. and see as a a, that's where the Viper position is right now of course they need to look at the portal you know and so I I think that getting a guy on the portal that's going to really have an impact is like a Foskey type of impact I just don't think that is there I don't think you know they're recruiting Deshaun McCullough I just don't think that I don't know if that's where he's going to go you know um uh, we'll see. Right. But right now I just don't, I don't think that's what's going to end up happening. The McCullough always kind of been package deals in the past, you know, which is why he didn't go to Ohio state in the first place. He went to play with his older brother and his dad, you mm-hmm. know, now, he, you know, his younger brother, where's his younger brother going to go. So uh, I, you know, if they can change that and get him at Notre Dame, great, you know, mm-hmm. but, if not, you know, I, I don't know if Truman Jones necessarily moves the needle, and all of a sudden, hey, wow, you know, like you've got the next Isaiah Foskey here. He could fill maybe some of the role that Justin Adamiola would have had. Sure, but you know, so so there's that kind of guy out there, but there's not a there's not a Isaiah Foskey, Will Anderson type of player out there for Notre Dame to get in the portal. That's the reality yeah. of it.
3: Yep. No, and I mean it, it is what it is, right? I, I still think that there's. Look, if an, if a Justin Abalola doesn't come back, and you have to fill the void of a veteran leader, Truman Jones, you know from Harvard, maybe could do that for you. But you're still going to have to count on the young guys being dudes, right? Like, I mean, they're going to have to step up majorly. Because I agree, Brian. Like, even if they get to Sean McCullough, who I think is an incredibly talented football player, and I would love him at Notre Dame. Is he going to be the every down player from day one. Like, I don't know that, right? Like he showed a lot of flashes in his one year at Indiana, but you don't even know if he's going to be that guy from day one. He's going to add more talent in the room, but I would argue that there's not a lack of talent in the Viper room at all. Right. But so, I mean, even if you get McCullough, I'm still kind of wondering what is the top of the team look like at the defense, at the Viper position. I think that he can be that guy potentially, but I, I still think he's a little bit of a, wait and see if he could be that guy early on in his career, but it's going to be a tricky one. I, I, cause I, I don't think, I mean, just looking at some of the guys in the portal over the last couple of days, I don't think that there's that headliner guy, right. No. It'd be awesome to have to McCullough to be a mix and match guy with some of sure. the other talents, but otherwise you're probably just getting a depth piece that might have a veteran aspect to him. Right. So it, get, it does get a little funky of a situation, but there, there are a couple targets out there, but It'd be
1: interesting to see how it all shakes out. And there's a great question by John A. One about mm-hmm. changing the Viper position too, which we'll get into in the mailbag because I do want to get to some of the stay or go stuff first. But I, I, I do think that that's an impact on it. So we're going to wrap up with sort of the thoughts on Justin Adamiola. Okay, uh, end of the day, stay or go for Justin Adamiola. I believe he needs to stay. We talked about, we wrapped up that conversation with a lot of the stuff about the leadership and how he can bridge the impact, but. What can't get lost is what we said at the beginning, the very first thing we talked about. There's a lot, Just Adam Adamiola still has to show that he can be, right? Mm-hmm. He has to show that he's not just a Swiss Army knife that can play mm-hmm. all over. He's not just a, a hard worker with a great motor. He's got to show he can produce. He's got to show he can be a first, second, and third down player at one spot because here's the deal. If you can show that, like the Swiss Army knife thing, the leadership, the character, that gets you maybe into round seven, in my opinion, with his lack of measurables. The NFL cares about whether you think they should or shouldn't. They care about that. That gets him maybe into round seven. you know, Priority free agent range. If you can show you are that plus you're someone and you've got the, the repertoire and all that stuff, but you're also someone that showed that I can line up and be a, a legitimate edge player that can get after the quarterback, and he can flash that. Because here's the thing, that, that moving him all around, I think somewhat disguised just how fundamentally sound and nuanced, I mean fundamentally sound because that almost seems limiting, just how advanced his pass rush repertoire is, was somewhat hindered by the fact he had to move around so much. He mm-hmm. can't do the things I think he could do on tackles when he's lined up over the guard. Sure. Right? He has to do something different. He has to just kind of bull his way through under a guy's shoulder, under a guy's armpit kind of thing. Prove that you can be an every down edge rusher. If you can prove that you can be an edge rusher on first and second down, that's going to vault I mean that's right there that's like 20 bonus points on a on an NFL draft grade card in my opinion, Ryan. And so that's the mm-hmm. thing too is he has to prove he can be he's proven he's got the work ethic, the attitude, the leadership, the, the versatility to be a guy that hey, let's draft him in the 7th round or make him a priority free agent. If he can show me that he can produce at a high level, then okay, now all of a sudden, okay, let's take a deeper look at this kid. That's the biggest reason why I think Justin Ammel comes comes back. The other stuff is a is a benefit to him coming back to the team. Mm -hmm. But there's no question that, and and I don't think, you know, you could say he could go in the portal and be a six-year guy somewhere else. I don't think that helps because now you're learning a new defense, what a new coach wants, all those type of things. Come here, stay here, be that guy, be that dude. And do it out of your brother's shadow and Vosky's shadow and all that. That's the biggest benefit to Justin Ademiola to come back.
3: And there's opportunity in front of him at Notre Dame. Like I don't know why you would transfer when there are questions at the Viper position, right? Like there is opportunities to be that guy here in a system that you know, in a place you've been for five years. So I think that there's a lot of reasons for Justin to come back. And I think it would be very beneficial of him. Obviously it's his decision at the end of the day. We'll mm-hmm. see what he decides, but I do think it would be very beneficial for him to come back. Cause I do think there's a lot that he can still prove during his Notre Dame career.